Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. What's up, man? I have just had the best day. Yeah, it's been a really good day Yeah, so far. It's Last great night and today. Really good. I can't think of going any better than what they did. You're upset about the uh, Predators losing last night? Yeah. Well, that's the only thing that could have gone differently. Yeah. Everything else outside of that. That could have helped. Has just you know. gone swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been perfect. Yes. That's good. That's good. Because, what about you? Uh, I don't really have any complaints. Yeah. Um, everything's been going fine. Can you think of life going any better? No. Honestly, it- my life's going about the best that you could possibly yeah. imagine for someone like me. So, and if you could imagine better, it's not, it's not possible. It wouldn't even be fair. Wouldn't even be fair for that to happen (laughs) anyway. uh, So what's up? This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. When we want to smash the follow and subscribe button. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, hit like, leave a comment, whatever, rating and review, all that stuff. It's Thursday. We got a few news items to talk about. I got family on their way down to hang out with me tonight. So are they going to hang out with me too or? No, no, just me. Oh. And, um, oh, and yeah, yeah. And, and my wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. The two of us. Yeah. Not you though. Yeah. So anyhow. Do they want to see my kid? No. Yeah. Most people no, don't. Not a single request. They hate you or your kid. They must hate kids with special <laughs> needs. It's, uh, Is that's, that what that means? That's what that yeah. Means. Yeah. I get it. Oh, hey, big news though. It's the uh, first day of, um, Black History Month. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, on to the next topic. Uh, Ben Shapiro is the number one rapper in the world. <laughs> Did you see he changed his bio on TikTok and stuff to number one rapper? Not, I mean, song sales. Okay. But I did want to mention that Billboard has officially acknowledged that he's probably going to be number one on the Billboard's <laughs> digital song sales chart, you know, maybe hot 100, something like that. That is and, awesome. Um, you know, I couldn't think of a better month for it. It's <laughs> so... Uh, let's get on to more, get on to more important news. Uh, Something that went on yesterday was this uh, congressional hearing with the heads of the social media companies. The oligarchy. Yeah. All of the different monopolies in the social media sphere, multiple, multiple of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they went up there and Congress people were making them feel bad because it, it turns out, Charlie, social media, what they're saying is, is that it's uh, bad for kids and that they haven't done a good enough job yeah. protecting young people on the platforms. Now, we don't have time to do it today, but next week, well, you're going to be gone for a few days next week. Mm-hmm. One of those days, I'm going to do a long episode. We'll see. I might not be gone. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do a uh, long episode on how Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not because it's not as easy as what some people are saying that social media is just causing people to get depressed. If we believe it, we would believe a lot of other studies that just show a lot of correlation equaling causation. So I don't want to just Like chocolate making people fat? Well, okay, that could have maybe a direct effect. But should we... potential. Should we ban chocolate though? Well, no, probably not. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of people on the left are using clips for people on the right, grilling Mark Zuckerberg and others to say, well, we should be doing the same thing to gun manufacturers because guns are harmful for kids. And so that's one of the big dangers. I want to play a couple clips from what happened. Like I said, next week, I'll probably spend some more time on this. 
This is Josh Hawley from Missouri talking to Mark Zuckerberg and eventually asked him to stand up and turn around and apologize to the families of kids that have died, you know, committed suicide, done, done whatever terrible thing happened. Asked him to stand up and turn around and apologize to them. And he does mm -hmm. do that in this hearing. And then we have a clip from Lindsey Graham afterwards. Do you know who's sitting behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone. And you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a single person? To, let me ask you this, let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, I, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? Don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help Senator, with counseling services, help with dealing with the issues that your, your services cause? Our, our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe. Are you going to platform. compensate them? Senator, our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build industry-leading yeah, tools looks rough. to find harmful to make money. He looks rougher than he has in yeah. a long time. <laughs> and to build tools yeah. that empower parents. So you didn't take any people. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here, you're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? It's a weird place to be in, like. Yeah, you have to do it. Can't hear him, he's not next to a microphone. Uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Awkward. Now, yeah. Why so awkward? Okay. All right. Now that that's out of the way. Uh, what a lot of people asking in the live group right now is what, what harm has Facebook actually caused to people? You might have other people that have caused harm to other people. Facebook is just a... A, a medium that people are using it could be using think, cell phones or whatever. Like is the USPS responsible for strongly <laughs> worded letters that are sent in the mail? Yeah. It's their fault people's for delivering feelings? those things for sure. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, does Apple play a part in this because they have the device that people download Facebook on to then use to bully people. So the I want to play the clip from Lindsey Graham and then we'll get on to the bigger Are the parents the bigger question. At blame because no, they had Charlie. They it's had the kid. Not the parents' responsibility. I'm talking about the the parents of the bully. Mm, that mm -hmm. you know because they had that bully. Yeah. And then they weren't monitoring their bully well enough to know that he was bullying other kids into committing suicide. No, no, it's uh, never a parent's responsibility to keep track of what their kids yeah. are doing at all. It's actually, it's, it's you Facebook's responsibility. You want to rely on the government for that kind of thing to make, to put Facebook. safeguards in place and the different private companies. Yeah. And the evil corporations. Too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to Lindsey Graham. He's had enough. Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product. That's killing people. Says the guy who wants to bomb everyone. When we had so cigarettes killing people, we did some about it, maybe not enough. You're going to talk about guns? We have the ATF. Nothing here. 
There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. You can't be sued. Now, Senator Blumenthal and Blackburn, who've been like oh, the that's dynamic the problem. duo These companies here, can't be sued. have found mm -hmm. emails from your company where they warned you about this stuff, and you decided not to hire 45 people that could do a better job of policing this. Okay. As, as you pointed out, <laughs> there's something slightly ironic about Lindsey Graham's saying the words, you have blood on your hands. Yeah. To Mark Zuckerberg and, and executives yeah. of social media At companies. the same time that he's like tweeting on a social media platform about different countries that we should bomb, you know. That we should turn to glass. It's kind of weird, yeah. right? That we should <laughs> like, eliminate. <laughs> Lindsey Graham wants to eliminate whole populations of yeah. people. His number one use of social media actually is to advocate for the death of as many people as possible. What like did he just say he about does, Iran? You know? That we should hit them hard now? Yeah, hit them now. Hit them hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing that scares me about this is we, we fight tooth and nail about, you know, uh, trying to help protect private companies and they can run their companies the way that they want and the government shouldn't get involved uh, with the things that you can or can't post on these companies. And the way that they always get in the door is by bringing you the saddest story possible and of course involving children and then what you're going to do is create a bunch of support for a bill that essentially is going to be a moderation tool for the u.s government it's going to be a backdoor for the u.s government and these social media companies and they're going to do it under the guise of trying to protect children but what they're actually going to be saying is that people in the u.s government are going to have the right to dictate what you can and can't do yeah. with your platform. We've got some ideas from the live group. Okay. Okay. Uh, how to solve the whole issue. We just need to bomb Facebook. We could do that. Bomb Facebook mm -hmm. into to making sure that people don't kill people utilizing yeah, kill the people, communi yeah. communication of their platform. People, people bombing people, powerful stuff, yeah. you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about this next week. Uh, and, and whether or not we can trust some of the data behind this or whether or not it's just being used uh, to open up a door for the U.S. government to get involved with these companies. Uh, in an unrelated note, there's no reason this directly follows us talking about Lindsey Graham at all. The uh, U.S. has approved a plan to strike Iranian targets in Syria and Iraq. Oh, so they... Congress declared war? It's, it sort of sounds like that's Does what that, they did, right? Are you saying Congress <laughs> declared war? Seems like they declared war. When they say U.S. approves plan, no, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's just the executive branch yeah, who, approved a plan who? to strike these. I find it really weird how much, uh, uh, how much warning they're giving people. You know, they're, we keep hearing, yeah, we're going to strike back because of this uh, attack that happened on this base in Jordan. And then you hear like, oh, we might be doing it tonight. We'll, we'll let you guys know. The people that were trying to strike and kill because they killed these people, we'll let you know. Now they're like, oh, now we're going to be hitting people in Syria and Iraq because, you know, Charlie. Iran. He, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're going we're gonna to be looking at Iran, punching Iraq in the face like, <laughs> yeah, you want more of this? I'm going to keep hitting Iraq <laughs> if you don't stop. <laughs> Yeah. And after all, this is what we needed, Charlie. We hadn't dropped enough bombs in Syria and Iraq. Yeah. And or so on Facebook. This is probably <laughs> this is yeah. probably what's gonna solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. I think we should just go to war with everyone. We should. Just in case. To keep people safe. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be safer if we did that. 
No reason why we can't drop a few bombs on Canada <laughs> just to let them know, like, hey, we're here. You know? Speaking of... Um, Down south, Mexico, just drop a few. Well. Yeah. You know, to protect people from the cartel. Just to let them know. Yeah. That's right. I, I think Lindsey Graham has probably tweeted something out like that before on those dangerous social media platforms. Here's another weird one, just to brush over this story that's going to get swept under the rug in about two hours, uh, was the top story on the Washington Post when I clicked on it just a little bit ago. Um, precision equipment for Russian arms makers came from Taiwan. I told you everything's made in Taiwan, man. You've been getting now. I learned that on Armageddon and it's still true today. Here's the deal. They're not, Taiwan's not supposed to be selling stuff to Russia or the Russian arms makers. Mm. Um, It's a, it's sort of an awkward situation because they found uh, since uh, January of last year, there's been several million dollars worth of this technology. Uh, Since January, 2023, iMachine Technology, which is the company arms manufacturer in Russia, has imported over $20 million of sophisticated equipment called CNC machine tools made in Taiwan, which is a U.S. strategic partner. Uh, according to trade records and Russian tax documents, uh, the computer control Why would machines, they put this on record? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If they're not supposed to. You so don't want to write that down. Don't you want to not have that book? This is why, you know, all the bookies got in trouble and stuff well, back in is, the day. This is one of those books that sh- should have been burned, you, probably. Yeah, you, you shouldn't keep an accounting record of this type of thing. <laughs> The computer control machine. Find someone who could just memorize it in their mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the guy. Then you take that guy out. Yeah, you know, because he knows too much. The computer controlled machines Why are used for you don't the think uh, women can remember things very well. No, uh, they're <laughs> used for the complex and precise manufacturing that's critical in many industries, including weapons production. The Taiwan-made machines accounted for virtually all of the Russian company's imports in the first seven months of last year, according to the records. And the company's sales during that period were overwhelmingly to the Russian defense industry. Uh, they also sought to make the machines available for a secretive Russian effort to mass produce the, the attack drones that have unleashed horrors on the U.S.-backed Ukrainian army. So it's just a weird phrasing. Like you hear about like Iran-backed militias and stuff. Like the, the U.S.-backed Ukrainian army, mm-hmm. according well, to We're not involved in a war, though. No, no, we're, we're not. It's not no. us. This is a weird situation where they're not supposed to be selling this kind of stuff to Russia. You end up finding out, well, Taiwan is selling stuff to help Russia make attack drones that are killing U.S.-backed Ukrainian army uh, people in, in, uh, in Ukraine. And then also, at the same time, we are threatening to potentially get into a war with China if they end up attacking Taiwan. Like, they're someone that we're willing to fight against China to protect or at least give them a bunch of weapons. And at the same time, they're helping a country that we are helping another country fight against over between Russia and Ukraine. I'm just saying it's sort of a weird, sort of a weird timeline that we're living in right now. That seems pretty strange. It's just slightly confusing to me. Like I said, nothing's going to come from this. No one else is going to talk about it. When China that was interesting. Go back though, because it says that Taiwan has condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and in April 2022 imposed controls on exports of technology to Russia, except for these things. We're going to still sell you these. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't like you invading <laughs> Ukraine. So why don't you just send secret Jones over <laughs> instead of troops? Mm-hmm. Be fine. Nobody will know the difference. <sighs> Turns okay. out. You can sell things for money. That they'll do it. You'll do it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. it's going to help them fight China. They need that money. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, it's January, so everyone's thinking new year, new me, right? But what if there are some things that you're already doing right and could just be expanded on? I started keeping a calendar at the end of last year, trying to get better organized with my crazy life schedule. Maybe you're like Charlie and you've already shed 80 pounds of extra weight and you just have a little further to go. Well, therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. As you know, I've done therapy in the past and found it to be extremely helpful. It's not just for those that have major trauma, although it's perfect for that too. But it's also for people that want to learn positive coping skills and how to set healthy boundaries and how to be the best, the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. All right, from the WAPO here, um, getting into some economics. Mm -hmm. Switching away from war and social media right now. Because actually the most important thing is economics. Mm -hmm. So uh, the House votes to expand the child tax credit and beef up corporate Tax breaks. We talked about this. Uh, we talked about this last week or the week before. Now, this hasn't gone through the Senate. They're saying it could have a tough time in the Senate. I think what's actually going to happen is that they're going to retool a couple things. And uh, I think they could add some stuff to it that could get it passed. Yeah. Uh, the biggest reason. Hey, uh, I want to say hi to Prax Ben real quick. Thanks oh, yeah. for joining. It says that we can invite him to join as a guest. Okay. We should do that sometime. We should do that sometime where <laughs> you can see both of us right now. It's just currently me. I'm live on TikTok for those wondering. Uh, Nate's here as well. Hey, what's up? It's yeah. just, it's, it's more difficult to get a shot of the whole studio, but I think we can now go live via the computer on mm -mm. TikTok. No. No. They only offer that for Windows right now. Oh. Yeah. The live studio thing. It's just a Windows download. Anyway, send us a message, yeah. Prax. We'll figure <laughs> out how to how to sync up on TikTok one of these days. The problem is we're millennials. Yeah, we don't know how. Yeah. We don't know how to do it. And I think I think Ben, you are maybe a Gen Z. So perhaps know. you could school us. We need to be we need to be this taught. whole thing. There's so many things I wanted to make a TikTok video about, and I don't understand how to use like the green screen buttons and stuff like that. Mm. You know how people like put stuff behind them and then there's other stuff. And like, I honestly just haven't figured out how to use TikTok yet. Oh, okay. Well, I just haven't done it. Yeah. I don't know how. Well, there's probably a video out there that would tell me, but I have always room for it. improvement. I haven't found the video yet. Okay. Ben yeah, said, so, uh, yeah, for sure. Good. So we'll figure that out. Good. There we go. House votes to expand child tax credit. Let's go through a couple of the. Uh, little bits of information we have here, Charlie. All right. Most of the child tax credit enhancements would benefit lower income families. Well, that's good. Yeah, imagine that. Who would be able to claim more of the credit. The deal calls for increasing the maximum refundable credit for households, households who owe little or no income taxes. So what that means, obviously, when you get a refundable credit is even if you don't pay taxes, you still get money from the government. Yep. So low-income families with more than one child would receive the same credit for each of their children, just as higher-income households already do. Also, families would have the choice of using their earnings in the current year or prior year in case their income is volatile. Depends on how many <laughs> ham sandwiches you're slinging yeah. on the street corner. Mm -hmm. Tamales. 
Somali, that's right. The credit would be adjusted for inflation starting in 2024, <laughs> which is expected to bump up the maximum credit to $2,100 per child in 2025, up from the current $2,000, according to the left-leaning Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Maximum credit, $2,100 per child in 2025. And I love that they're going to inflation adjust in it, something that's going to cause inflation. It's always beautiful when they do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's smart. They know that it's going to cause enough inflation that the, the money's going to be worthless after a few years. So you need to bump up the number with the inflation that you're helping cause. Yeah. Well, if you could thinking ahead, the thing about the perpetual motor, Nate, is if you could just invest in the right motor Mm -hmm. to perpetually keep supplying itself with energy, you would need an actual power source. It would just keep itself going. going. Yeah. Because that's an an actual thing. So if you print more money so that you can spend more money, even though the price of money keeps going up, you just keep printing more and eventually you're printing enough money and giving away enough money that it solves itself. I didn't hear a single thing wrong with that at all. That, that makes, makes total that sense, makes doesn't perfect it? sense. Exactly. Well, let's listen to what Thomas Massey had to say about this. People on TikTok won't be able to hear it because they're not plugged in they're right not, now. They don't have any Here we ears. Go. I would like to yield such time as the gentleman shall consume to my friend from Kentucky. The gentleman from Kentucky is recognized. Thank the gentleman from Texas. Look, there's something in this bill called tax credits, but they're also called refundable. So what is a refundable tax credit? It's welfare by a different name. We are going to give cash payments, checks, to people who don't even pay taxes. The hardworking constituents that I represent in Kentucky are tired of getting up at 6 a.m., driving an hour or two to work, working their hind ends off, to watch their neighbors collect these checks, of which there will be more of after this bill. It's just wrong. Now, does anybody find it interesting that the Democratic leadership has not even claimed time in opposition to this bill? Why is that? Why aren't they opposed? Now, there are a few Democrats opposed. Maybe some don't think it goes far enough, or some are opposed to the what they call corporate welfare in here. But By and large, the Democrats are not opposed to this because this is an expansion of the welfare state. That is what it is. Now, he's totally right about that. The the point that he's making about Democrats not claiming any time to come up and be in opposition, this does have more tax breaks for corporations. It brings in some tax breaks that were in the original 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act uh, that expired, and it brings some of those back, but Democrats aren't opposed to it because they're getting this expansion of the child tax credit. And what they know is that this is never, it's it's not going to go away. Once you do it for a couple of years with COVID and you take a year off and uh, people are just hurting so badly that already we're talking about bringing it back, like this is something that's just not going to go away. The tax cuts for the corporations, they could expire and and get left behind. But eventually, the thing that's going to stick is going to be this expanded child tax credit. And I happen to think it's a terrible idea. They keep talking about how uh, it lifted so many people out of poverty. And no one seems to mention the inflation that happened during this time that people were getting these child tax credits either. The amount of money that people were paying extra every month for food and all that stuff, gas and all that was was more than what people were being given, but 
no one seems to care, I guess, if you're the person getting the money. That's that's how it works. So, Well, and we talk about all the time, there's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. Mm-hmm. So, And then, like, you get people addicted to this thing, you know, get them addicted to receiving the government benefit. And so if you take it away, then you're like, well, you'll lose your job. Mm-hmm. They're going to vote for the people who are going to give them more stuff. You that know? is what happens. And we talked about this last time. We mentioned it. Which I don't, I don't understand how it's not bribery. <laughs> it is. Like it is bribery. I mean, it actually is does. bribery. You bribe people for votes to give away their own money back to them. And well, <laughs> give away other people's other money. Other people's money yeah. and your own money. Because yeah. everyone, everyone pays some kind of tax. Even if it's just a sales tax, you're still paying for taxes. Yeah. So uh, I, I did want to I did want to mention the way that they're paying for this, which is what we mentioned a couple weeks ago, is taking away another program that was also supposed to be temporary. So both of these things, the the earned income, the uh, earned employee retention credit, sorry, employee retention credit, and the child tax credit, the expanded one, were both supposed to be temporary COVID programs. And they are now saying that this expanded child tax credit is getting paid for by removing one of the other temporary COVID programs. Yeah, and that's how that somehow it's paid for. That makes total sense. They were both part of temporary COVID programs. And, and that makes sense. You know, and now we're getting rid of this thing and saying that that's how we're paying for it. It makes I, I just can't, I can't wrap my mind around this and I can't wrap my mind around how they are actually going to call this paid for. The point is they can and people will listen to it and people will print it and the Washington Post and the New York Times will print it and they'll say it's paid for and everyone will just go on about their day. But this is not paid for. This is why the government budget never goes down. They're literally using getting rid of a temporary program as saying that they are paying for another program. It, it's a joke. Yeah. And it's ridiculous that they get away with this. I love how they, so the IRS here talks about the employee retention credit and that uh, the IRS commissioner, Danny Warfel said that uh, he expected, the IRS expected to see a trickle of fraudulent claims for the ERC. Of claims, yeah, for the uh, employee retention credit. Mm-hmm. But instead, they are seeing a tsunami. Mm-hmm. Just the the predictions of the government are always wrong. They are. I can't think of a single thing that they've gotten right. They, it's because it's it's too difficult. Well, it's actually not. It's not as difficult as they make it out to be. But they're really, really bad at predicting human actions. You know, when you put out an incentive program for people to do something, who's going to take advantage of that? And it's very difficult, I guess, for them to predict human could you actions, imagine, but we could have told you this was going to happen. So I guess it's not hard for libertarians. Could you imagine if the U S government had to do earnings calls, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that they, cause you know, you're not perfect on your projections. Sometimes you're projecting a quarter to, you know, sell a hundred million and maybe you only sell like 95 mm-hmm. or even 80 sometime or whatever. You In which to, case, Millions of people would take away the money that they were giving you. Exactly. <laughs> and in some quarters, you project 100 million and you make 150, and then millions of people come in and give you more money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you're like, well, you, but you notice that the even massive corporations are not that far off on their projections hardly ever. Sometimes they miss earnings a little bit, 
But for the most part, they're pretty spot on Mm -hmm. because they, because they're well aware and very intricate in their dealings and what they expect. Um, And they have to be right too. There's an incentive there. If they're wrong, it's going to be really bad to the tune of billions of dollars of people voluntarily taking their money away from them. But the government can just project like, oh, you know, if we implement this billionaire tax, we're going to get $44 billion a year. And they fail to think about the fact that billionaires would just move their money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They will take it out of the stock market of the U.S. stock market, and they're going to put it in other investments around the world. They'll find a a way to get around it. A lot of them will. They'll collect more taxes than they otherwise would have from those specific people, but they might lose it in other ways. Uh, There's a story, I think it's, is it Massachusetts? One of those states up there in the Northeast, it doesn't matter, uh, implemented some kind of billionaire tax and they, uh, they raked in 150. uh, I'm going to mess up the numbers now with a state. I'm going to say it's 150 million, but it could have been a billion. That's too much for a state. Um, But it turns out they had lost almost that much in, in other tax revenue. And so they, they might get it in that one specific category, but then they end up losing it in another category. Like, businesses leave or something like that. And you lose the tax base of all the employees that were with that business. They're not going to tell you that part. They're just going to talk about what they raised from that specific category and call it a win. Like I saw Robert Reich doing for uh, Massachusetts yesterday, talking about just giving people money. Uh, Let's talk about universal basic income for a minute. Why not campaign on that? Where could we go wrong? Uh, I don't see any problems with this and neither does Nina Turner. Uh, There's a story here from Business Insider saying that Austin, I don't know who Austin is, must be a nice guy. (laughs) Austin experimented with giving people $1,000 a month. They spent the no-strings-attached cash mostly on housing, a study found. (laughs) And in fact, you go into the study and you find that people were spending most of it on housing. Uh, They didn't run out and quit their jobs or anything like that. Uh, It overall helped the... 135 people that were involved in the test program. Okay. And also, why is the price of housing so expensive in Austin? (laughs) It's not enough to be driving it, but we're going to make that, we'll make that broader point here in a sec. Nina Turner said, Should should people of color get more? Well, yeah. um, UBI, you think? Well, actually, I mean, it just should be that white people shouldn't get it. Okay. You know, only people of color should get it. Um, She says studies upon studies show just how impactful universal universal basic income is. We should start to believe the studies and acting upon them. Uh, It's not a great sentence right there, but whatever. It's Nita Turner. So Um, that's that's not really, this doesn't prove that UBI works. This is not what the kids would call cope or whatever. And, you know, when you come back and try to, uh, say that that's not what this means. No, this it doesn't prove that UBI works when you give it to 135 people. When you have a city that's got, I had no clue, 500,000 people in it, probably more than that. I don't, I don't know what it is. And you give 135 people what is $12,000 a year. You're not going to do enough damage in the economy. You're not putting out enough money into the economy to change the prices of all the goods in the economy. It's 135 people. It's as if they got a better job, you know, yeah. and they got a little, or they got a little raise at their job. You know, 
you're not going to see the prices change that much when it's a small amount of people. And that's what all of these studies that she points to, whether they're in California or Denver or wherever it is that they're doing these things, they're always really, really small groups of people. And they'll say, well, look, they used it to pay for this. And now they had a, they had a better life. They were, they were less stressed out and uh, they were able to pay their rent or maybe they got a nicer place But now place imagine you give that money to everyone. Yeah. Well, that's the new zero. That's exactly. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was literally about to say that. If it's $1,000 a month, then now $1,000 equals zero. That's the new baseline. Everyone has it. Yeah. It's the same as zero at that point. Yes. And anything that people make over 1000 well, it's the first thousand is zero. Anything above that is your actual buying power that you have out there in the economy. Exactly. Because everyone has a thousand. And so it's the entire economy works out to where so the price that's of nothing. The price of living will now raise by a thousand dollars. Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. Automatically. Plus tax. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So no, that's not that's not what this proves. It proves that people can do good work in helping people. Uh, in small doses in areas, and it and it probably won't affect the economy that much. Now, if you did the whole thing in one neighborhood, and everyone in this neighborhood had a thousand more, well, then probably stuff around that neighborhood, you know, your your uh, gas stations or your dollar store, or your grocery store, you could see some changes if it's all in one concentrated area that people are living in. But no, 135 people out of a town of however many hundreds of thousands is not going to change the economy. When you try and do it over the entire country, it, that's when the bad stuff happens. And yeah, it's exactly right. A thousand becomes zero. But also, as you know, you've mentioned on the show several times, we have like 50 separate countries. We do. In America. Let's, let's give the people what they want. You know, give Nina what she wants. Let's find <laughs> a state and run an experiment on the whole state. I, so I and see if that state does not become more expensive to live in than any other state. I totally agree with you, uh, and the, uh, and the, I agree with the spirit of the matter. But I can't technically get behind that because just because fifty one percent of the people in Tennessee vote that they want to do this, it doesn't mean that I would want to condemn the other forty nine percent to to deal with that. So it's still wrong. Well, it no is. No matter where they do it. It is. If you're going to be stealing money from people and giving it to other people, it's it still is, wrong. It is, but it'd be a, it would be a way for us to prove it. Yeah. And the people who live in that state can move out if they want to, so that they don't have to deal with that. It is much better to do it on a state level instead of instead of national. It's even better to do it on a city level. It, a whole city if they want to do that. Free college, free health care, universal basic income, all reparations. <laughs> Let's try it. Try it out. Try it in a state. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Raise the taxes to 100% in that state. Like, we could literally try it out. Mm-hmm. The live group is saying that we, we do have that. It's called California. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Except, remember, they couldn't get the, the universal yeah. health care passed. <laughs> Commie California couldn't even get it passed because they... What did they figure out? Oh, it would be too expensive, and we don't have enough money for that. Um, in... Unrelated news to economics, of course, just bad news for people at UPS. You know, they have really good news or in the middle of last year. We saw the memes going around about UPS drivers getting paid $170,000 a year. Remember that? The big win for the unions? Yeah. Well, they're laying off 12,000 workers because uh, of pay raises and falling <laughs> revenue at the company. 
completely unrelated to this Probably. big union contract and to people making a ton of money there. Yep. You know, uh, there's no way it's related to it at all. I bet you could go back to our our episode <laughs> where we talk about how one of the answers to this is they're probably going to have to let go of some people. Now, what they can't do because of the union rules in the Department of Labor, they can do it. It would just be really costly for them to do so is that they're not firing the union employees because that would be way too difficult. They probably end up with lawsuits on their hands and, and things like that, or even more strikes. Like they can't retaliate against the union employees. Uh, so says the department of labor. Uh, so instead they're firing 12,000 other people who aren't represented by the union. So the people that are in the union, they're still fine. Uh, you pay your dues for a reason, man. Yeah. <laughs> pay those dues and you can screw your other coworkers out of a job. Yeah. Now, if the entire place was unionized, then they would have to get rid of some of them. But I don't know if you want to read some of this, we can. All right. UPS plans to slash about 2% of its 500,000 person workforce. Most of the 12,000 job cuts will be full and part-time management positions and contract roles. UPS executive said no employees repre represented by the, the union have been affected. Um, the cuts are part of the delivery giants efforts to change how it works, which include using AI and other technologies to make operations more efficient, said CEO Carl Tomei. Mm. Notably, the types of jobs the company has decided to trim suggest how hard it is to automate the labor intensive work of being a delivery driver. UPS also reported that revenue plunged 9.3% last year. The company posted an adjusted operating profit of 9.9 .9 billion down 28.7% from 2022 when they price gouged everyone. Yeah. You know, why aren't they, why won't they just price gouge everyone now? Remember when that's what I would do. If profit, I, were them, I would institute price gouging. Well, in 2022, they were, they were part of the conspiracy for profit to be over half of the reason why inflation mm -hmm. was so high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was part of And then them. in 2023, they were like, oh, we can't participate in this conspiracy anymore. Well, they're not greedy. They've probably fired the greedy people. That was the first step right here is they that's, got rid of the greedy people. That's right. Uh, afterwards. And that's why their profit went down by 28.7%, mm -hmm. yep. of course. And the problem with unions, one of the problems, one of the thousand problems with unions is that you can't account for this kind of stuff. You know, they, their profits, their operating profit goes down by almost 30%. Well, now you can't go in there and just fire a whole bunch of the union employees that are making a ton of money. They're going to make it too hard for you uh, to do that. What was that trucking company that went bankrupt? Um, was it Yellow? Is that what it was? Is that the ones that, you know, they got Yellow, only it's an orange it's on an the orange side of the truck. It says Yellow. Yeah. Yeah. They went, uh, they went bankrupt. And one of the reasons that they pinpointed... Because their painter was colorblind. That was one of the big problems. No one could understand. Yeah. Um, they were going to do orange, but nothing rhymes with that. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things they pinpointed was that the union had made it impossible for them to restructure their company and they could not get rid of the people or decrease their hours that they needed to get rid of to try and get back in the green with their money. And so they ended up having to file bankruptcy. God. And, and it's so, better It's better that these people lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. Well, they can go work at UPS. Yeah. Pete <laughs> <laughs> drivers over there. Jeez. Um, let's see. I got a few things in here, but honestly, we're at 38 minutes right now. And um, and you're tired. Well, I'm not. And you have to go pee. Really, no, no. I got family driving in and I got to get oh, this right. show out and get back home. Yeah. You know, so let's just, here's the deal. Economics is the most important thing. Okay, that's why we try to talk about it as much as possible on this podcast. Uh, people lose jobs, they lose livelihoods. 
um, the government consistently screws up economics. And I hate unions about as much as I do governments because I consider them to be governments. You know, they're backed up by the gun of the government anyway, so they might as well be their own governments. Um, and it's not because we don't want workers to have rights, mm-hmm. right? Or it's not because we don't want people to have good working conditions or whatever. It's, it's important that the employee and employer relationship is good for both parties. Mm-hmm. But employees and employers should be able to come together to make those agreements. The best way to and make that works, happen. It works based off competition and labor being able to move. And it gives the employer the incentive to treat their employee well so that they don't leave and go to the competition. Mm-hmm. And that's how it would all work in a free market without all of these other things that aren't part of the free market at play, which then get blamed on the free market. That isn't a free market. The best thing to happen for employees at McDonald's is for a Chick-fil-A to open up across the street. Because they're not open on Sunday though, so. Well, they have to work at McDonald's on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not talking, well, no one should work on that. I mean, it's the Lord's day. That's, you you know, God didn't work. How are you going to go work, man? Or Saturday. Honestly, I think or he Saturday. Should, I think he should have put in that seventh day. We could have been so much better, you know. Just imagine, you know. Yeah, if he would have spent, if he would have worked on that seventh day yeah. instead of resting. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we could have angels that organize society for us. There, that's the problem. Yeah, we would have. He skipped that step. He's probably like, I just want to see what happens. Just think if he added one day on top of that six, like that's a that's a sixteen and a half percent increase on what the Earth could have been. You yeah, know, it would have been so much better. Or what if we had multiple planets that were close by that we could travel to? Yeah, why we just got one? Wouldn't that be cool? But it's so far away. Yeah, I don't know. If you were God, <laughs> all right, let's go. All right, if you enjoyed today's episode, or if you didn't, doesn't matter. Hit that subscribe button, share the show, leave us a rating and review, preferably five stars, uh, if you feel so inclined. If it's less than that, then don't bother. Uh. It actually does help us. These are the free things that you can do to help the show grow. Um, it helps keep Nate. Nate's able to buy more ingredients to make chili because that's what he eats Yeah, every day because he's so broke. They're about to have to sell the house and move back into a trailer, I think. Yeah, just about. So, But you don't have to give any money. You could support the show freely by just sharing it around and leave us a rating and review and making sure that you hit follow. And by visiting the websites of one of our fine sponsors. Mm-hmm. We have fine sponsors on yeah. both sides. Mm-hmm. And so you could you could just go visit the website and maybe make an account or something and uh, see what they got to offer because it's good stuff. Yeah. Trustandwill.com slash GML, betterhelp.com slash GML, and then uh, Nugenics starting uh, starting next week. And there'll be a, a phone number that people can, yeah. can text GML yeah. to that phone number. So Or... If you do want to put a little bit of money towards liberty, you could sign up at joingml.com and then you can make fun of me live. That's worth it right there. It's I think yeah. I'm going to go sign up. It's direct access to make fun of Chuck live. As you don't need any other selling point than yeah. that right there. You could bully me like in my off time. Mm-hmm. It's much better to bully me live. It is. Because I can handle it. It is. That's the thing. You can. Yeah. And I don't blame Discord for that (laughs) Uh, we need the ceo of discord up here all right let's go so do all those things or don't i don't really care at the end of the day uh nate's the one that does care i don't (laughs) so do all that or don't until then 
We'll be back tomorrow. I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.